Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience. Today, it's a joint show with myself and Matt Wiley of the Golflandia podcast. Everyone should go subscribe to that. We are talking about the Outlaw Tour. We are going to talk about the DraftKings pricing, but the DraftKings pricing never came out in time, so we're talking about the odds and our theoretical DraftKings strategy for Showdown this week on the Outlaw Tour. Plus, we got some bets for that and the Cactus Tour, plus some doubles because we got nothing to bet on, and this is going to be kind of fun. So maybe we can win some money off this if we can actually cap both of these mini women's and men's tours, we could be rich when all is said and done. So we have two two bets on the men's side. I think Wiley has three, and we have one bet each for the Cactus Tour as well. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DraftKings dollars, what you do, you see, smash the like for the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, tell me who you think is going to win this week on the Outlaw Tour. Spoiler alert for me, it's JJ Spawn at 12 to 1. Also, if you want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars, which you could probably use to play Outlaw Tour DraftKings contests, rate the show five stars after you subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. So you rate it five stars, leave your DraftKings handle in that review and say something nice about the show, and you're in that draw. Also, the Outlaw Tour is doing some giveaways through our show as well. If you want to win an Outlaw Tour hoodie, they're not made yet. They're going into production this week, but you can still win one for this week. Once they're done, we'll get those shipped out to you. Outlaw Tour Hoodie, all you need to do is share this on social media. Give it a retweet on the Twitter machine. You can make your own TikTok for it if you'd like. Share it on Facebook, whatever it might be. Just spread awareness of the show with me and Wiley, and you'll be in that draw to win an Outlaw Tour Hoodie. Um, at Outlaw Golf Tour on Twitter is where you can find the live streams for the periscopes and Instagram lives of the actual groups on the course if you want to play along with this. So I recommend you go check all that out. Let's get on with the show. The cross between Golflandia and the Pat Mayo experience today. I did my intro off the top, Wiley, and uh, I'm giving away a hoodie to the Outlaw Tour. You're giving a hoodie to the Outlaw Tour? No, they're going to give, they've given me a hoodie to give away on this show. So the the deal is going to be, so your listeners can hear this too, whether it's tweeted from 
the Pat Mayo Experience account, from the Golf Landy account, your personal account. If you share, oh. if you share the show on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and then reply with your you know, drive, just say that you did. Actually, I can see who it is, so I guess that doesn't matter. Just retweet it. You retweet it, you're in a draw to win an Outlaw Tour hoodie. They don't actually have them made yet, though. They're making them this week. <laughs> I, think, I think the Outlaw Tour needs a Pat Mayo hoodie. That would be awesome. But maybe like we can do. Well, have you watched any of these periscopes that they've done yet? Yes, I like them. Listen, listen. I, I want this was point three. I wanted to get to you with. By the way, hi Pat. Hi, how are you? Couple one point before I get into this. All this quarantine COVID nineteen started after the DFS Open. Just an FYI. That's what you're saying. That if you not going to the DFS Open you think, set off a chain of events which released COVID into the world after we all had all returned from playing golf? I'm just saying you're intermixing it in Florida. Something happened right after that. I I mean, I quarantined myself for two weeks once I got home, so. Outlaw Tour, have I been watching the Periscopes? Yes. If if, if, If anything was going to be the actual rival to the PGA tour, not the low life PGL tour. That'll never happen. (laughs) The outlaw tour is it. It's developmental. It's distinct from anything uh, in the professional ranks. It happens on early weeks, which is a good offset to the PGA tour from a fantasy perspective. Plus why not watch golf on Periscope or Instagram live? The guy who's running it, he does a great job calling all the shots unless he's hung over. Do you see that? I did. That was a, I thought it was a good pub for the tour too, that they were just open about it. They're like, yeah, he's too hung over. He can't do it. This is, a work his, in pro- this is a work in progress here. His buddy who had to fill in drew a schematic of what the guy who was drunk might <laughs> the process from 6 PM in Phoenix the night before to now. I think Cecil was actually talking to him behind the scenes, Peters. And he's a funny guy. Well, the big thing that I would want to do, because I was looking into ways where is there a way where I could take, let's say, let's say they had five Periscope feeds on the go. And if you follow at, out, what is it? Outlaw Golf Tour on Twitter. You can find all the Periscope feeds up there that they're going to be doing for the live. Dot Fiji. Yeah. <laughs> but if there was a way that we could like grab all the periscope feeds and put them into like a processor and then we could actually like switch between the holes. I don't know if that works for periscope or if there's a way to do it, but I, I'm looking into it. I feel like that there's something there. Right. Well, we've seen something like here, like that here at the agency I have where you can have an app that switches between live production, but you really don't what it's taught us, Pat, two things it's taught us. One, you don't need a ton of production in order to make a product viable, you don't have to be on national TV. You also, and this goes against my grudge at anyone who slammed me for saying golf was more than just about the stars, clearly our interest in the outlaw tour and guys like Kime Fontana, it's more than just being about the stars, right? Yeah, there's an aspect to it where people are just concerned about things they can bet on or play DraftKings on. Right. (laughs) And kudos to DraftKings for stepping in and putting what? 
a million dollars in contests on Monday? Okay, so for the, this tour, this Outlaw Tour tournament runs Tuesday. It's a uh, 50, it's sure. a 50, it's a fifty four hole. So it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The big one, and it's all showdown contests. It seems, but the round one showdown contest has is ten dollars to play and hundred and fifty thousand dollars guaranteed, fifty k to first place. And it'll fill for sure. Should for sure it'll fill. Like we're we're speaking before the prices have come out. We've been waiting all day to get them. We haven't got them yet, but they will be out by the time people see this. I do have some tips mm-hmm. on ways they can improve the periscope. Number one, when you release it and you give like the three players that are playing, tell me what color shirt they're wearing so I know who's who. If I'm just like randomly tuning in, I feel like that could help. Right, because all they do is put the text over top of the. Paris, well, no, they do it on the Instagram. You really don't know in the Periscope at all, right? Yeah. Until the guy's talking. I mean, yeah. beggars can't be choosers. It's not bad. No, no, listen, I'm, I'm glad someone needs to be, like, first on the scene to try this out. So this is a perfect test ground because what does the Outlaw Tour have to lose with any of this? The answer is nothing. They're only mm-hmm. gaining popularity because of it. And let's say... And this is legitimately just like random people with iPhones going out and doing this. Imagine if you just even put five people of a real production team behind this, how much better it could be with just this equipment. Well, and I think that I think that the Outlaw Tour is getting excited about that opportunity. They've added two more tournaments before PGA starts, three more actually, at the end of the month. There could be a, a dramatic letdown after everyone jumps back to professional and Euro tour betting. Yes. Likely will. But at the same time, we can always give credit to the outlaw tour for saving golf because it did. And uh, there's always a spot in our heart for it. Right, Pat? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what my interest level is going to be once real golf comes back, but you know, I'm none. <laughs> the, the, the fact that we're even doing this show really speaks to uh, the, the times that we live in right now. It's pretty sad. I'm alone in my office talking to you about the Cactus Tour. And the Outlaw Tour. And the Outlaw Tour. Well, let's get, this ca- let's get the Cactus Tour out of the way, because I hadn't planned on talking about it, because I, right. I legitimately do not recognize a name in this field, which I can say I recognize three in the Outlaw Tour one, but you have a bet for the Cactus Tour. Yeah, hang on. Let me put on my Felix Grays. This is brought to you by Felix Gray. Look at that. <laughs> This may, I've won two showdowns since I've got these glasses, Pat. Have you? And I hadn't. Uh, yeah, I've won two big showdowns. I won the the five fifty five. I think twice. I've never played showdown golf. It's a lot of fun. For those of you who don't play it, it's all about single day birdies, eagles, birdie streaks, and we've got the names of those guys today on the Cactus Tour, which is strictly betting, right? Yes. Much like the Outlaw Tour, where Alex Cheka, who is not a household name necessarily on PGA Tour for winning week to week, or at all, he won after getting warmed up a couple of weeks ago, going away. On the Cactus Tour, which is the women, Sophia Popoff, who's, what, plus 125 right now? Basically even money. She's an actual professional golfer. Uh, Burnham is not playing this week, so she's leaps and bounds. She could easily run this away. There's a new entry, though, on the Cactus Tour this week. Louise Stahl or Stahle or Stahale 
or Stahl. S T A A H L A H L E. 14 to 1, 16 to 1. You see it what, 11? I, I have it at 10 and or 14, depending on where you're looking. She's been on the PGA LPGA tour. I believe she's an active member of the European tour. And much like the spawn odds, JJ or John Spawn, that they got wrong <laughs> this week, that's not a bad look at 16 to 1 with some doubles. And that is the Cactus Tour preview. You, ha- you, you have talked me in to our now sponsored segment on the Cactus Tour. To bet. <laughs> I don't, I'm not actually sponsored by Felix Gray. That was just a plug, so maybe we can get sponsored by Felix Gray. Yeah. But Dave, Dave Portnoy has done a great job on Barstool holding that enterprise together. And they sent him a bunch of glasses. And they actually work. For how much we stare at the screen, Pat? Whatever. You like to think that I'm a person who needs glasses. I do not. Very sharp eyes. I have shark eyes over here. Just look right I like your it. haircut, by the way. I know you're doing it yourself. Yes, I am doing it myself. I, uh, I mean, it's okay. It, it's a lot cooler. And not like, you know, in the hip sense of cool, but physically cooler to walk around. That was the big difference. My hair was getting out of control. I, I just, I couldn't do anything with it. It felt greasy at all times. And I'm not showering every day anymore. So it just, I, I couldn't have it long. Yeah. You look like you put on weight too. Like you're like stronger. I have I have been lifting. Thank you for thank you for nicely calling me fat. That's nice. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All I got. I, all, all, I got no treadmill. All I got is weights at home now. It's got a. You lift. got a weights, a condo. You've got. Do you have an outdoor space like a communal space? No, it's not. It's not. Tell, it's not a big condo area. Do you want to tell people where you live? Your address? No. Yeah. I'll just I'll just put it on a pin on Google Maps. People can come find me. Uh, maybe that can be a thing. People can like stalk me and I can run away from them and my cardio will get back up to a good level. <laughs> right. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, no, you look real thin. Never mind. Thank you. Yeah. I, when, once you have those convex lenses, concave, convex. <laughs> I have the reverse funhouse mirror effect once you have those on. Either way, I'm looking at DK Sportsbook right now and your girl, Louis Stahl, is seven to one. So DK is ahead of Are the game on that Are you serious? One. Yeah. Yeah. They get it. So All right, I, let's jump to the Outlaw Tour, right? Well, well I played the double. because So, yeah, Outlaw Tour straight up. J.J. Spawn, PGA person who I've bet to win PGA tournaments, J.J. Spawn, is in yes. the field this week. I bet him at 12 to 1, and I played a double with him and your girl, Luis, and that pays like 146 to 1. Listen, I know a lot of people are saying, I, would, I can't win any money on Spawn at any price. And this is different. We bet Spawn in majors, okay? He's one of the better ball strikers on tour. Yes. What is that graphic? Oh, my God. The production level here, Pat. We're, 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 really, at, we're really enhancing the Outlaw Tour right now. Can I ask you something? And I have, I have a very tough time understanding simple concepts. Okay. What is – go back to that screen if you could. <laughs> okay. Let's bring, let's bring it up. <laughs> hey, Paul, back to that screen. Okay. Is there a reason you have the hole up there for hole 18 of the GCU, for instance? Why? Is it, is it just, yeah, is it just random? Yeah. It's to fill out the screen. Okay. For the life of me, I've been, tr- for two and a half years, I've been trying to figure out what it means. And yeah, I could have just asked you. Like yeah. I thought it was corollary to something. No, it's core. That is the 18th hole at the course. That they're playing okay. This see? <laughs> You see, the, I'm the kind of guy who didn't put together that the woods in Jupiter, owned by Tiger Woods, 
that the Woods connected to the last name of Tiger Woods. That, that, never mind. Okay, so here's what I got on this on the course for this tournament. It is the redesigned Grand Canyon University Golf Course in Phoenix features a nostalgic beauty of a rich history as former Maryvale Golf Course, as well as state-of-the-art amenities for the modern golfer. This municipal golf course welcomes the local and GCU community to enjoy the game of golf from one distinct challenging hole to the next. It's playing just over 7,200 yards, and it's a par 71, and the guy that won this event last year at this course is playing in the field. I, Max Homa, I was talking to him, and he asked me what course they're playing because he saw the Kim Fontana plus 52. And I said, the legacy. And he said, oh, that's a really, really easy course. These are, these are, I mean, this is a par 71. I think they're playing it, right? Yeah. 70, it's, it's no slouch at 7,200 yards. But for a guy like JJ Spawn, this is not something that he has not seen before. And to get it to to make him what the fifth now he's nine to one but at fourteen to one opening, it's just not right. I mean Callum Hill won a few weeks ago. Professional golfer, good. Cheka again won. Technic, I mean realistically, Spawn should lap this field. But if the course is like easy, like you say, Hama said it is. I think that equalizes the field a little bit because. I think it actually plays to JJ Spawn's favorite. This is three rounds and not two rounds like the last few have right. been. I like just over time. It's like how when you bet like the 150 to one first round leader, like any PGA tour is different than this tour because I bet on a guy last week and I thought he won the tournament, but it just turned out he had a similar name. And it turns out the guy that I bet on was like 18 over par. Uh, so I did not win that bet. But was it Fry? No, it was the guy who won last week was the hell was his name? Uh, Nico. Nico Galetti. Yeah, and I bet some other guy that first name started with N and ended with G, and it was not <laughs> the same guy. <laughs> Either way, no. uh, well, there's a big tilt on this too because I was like cashing bigly in all my DraftKings contests, and I thought I looked at the Outlaw Tour live scoring, and I thought that the tournament was done or the round was done, but alas, it was not. And they like re-updated nine holes on DraftKings scoring. I didn't win a cent. <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you gotta be very patient with the leaderboard because sometimes it corrects itself too. <laughs> But there, I get. I, I understand from a from a betting standpoint to win. I think spawn over three days is your best choice. I agree because even these guys for a small purse tournament, five thousand bucks is a lot of money. That you you do see some decline when you're playing against a PGA pro on Sunday or the or day three, whatever day time is a flat circle. Pat, I don't even know what the day this ends. So. But in showdown, you're right. There are birdie makers here. I'll name one. The, the guy 1A to spawn for me is Nick Mason. Guy can absolutely put up a ton of birdies. In his past two starts on the Outlaw Tour, he didn't play last week. We played the week before and the week before that. He came fifth and he came third. And he is priced as like, we don't have the DraftKings pricing, but in terms of odds, he's like the ninth man on the board. Yes. Another one too, and I'll give you another is is Mitch Carlson. I think it's Mitchell Carlson. Mitch Carlson uh, is 70 to 1 in this tournament. So he may be 80 th- That's absurd because he can he maybe can win. Okay. I, I mean at at 70 to 1 Mitchell he almost won last week. 
He put up the most birdies last week. I think he had 14 over two days. Mitch Carlson can play. He, if he's in the 7,000s, he'll be 100%. He should be 100% owned. IMO. Outlaw Tour leaderboard. <laughs> it, it's tough to figure out some of the, like, I feel like some of these guys have, like, similar names, and then I get them confused with other guys. It's, it's a really weird tour. To, like, when you are digging into this, like, yeah. how, how many of these players realistically do you know? Like, in this field, there are 84 guys. Do we know 20 of them? Well, do I know now or did I know before? Since, even, even to know now. Okay, since the quarantine, I know almost all of them that are in these tournaments. Many of the amateurs are not like um, are not like Victor Hovland, U.S. amateurs. They're guys who wanted to play, pay 280 bucks just to play. Amateurs have not shown themselves to do well here. There are there are sco- there are guys who play in Arizona who are really good on these tours. We said Mason, Carlson, Galetti, Goatletti, uh, Gorbon puts up a ton of birdies. Limba Suit, um, the Paul brothers. I'm calling them the Paul brothers. I don't even know if they're Paul brothers, but it's Yannick and Jeremy. They don't sound like they'd be brothers. They're they're for, they're both from Germany. That would lead me to believe that they're probably brothers. They may be twins. Let's call them the Paul twins. Jake and whatever that guy. Oh, uh, Jimmy Gunn, Whelan, and Cana- there's a few Canadians who play on here. Whelan, Wielden, Riley Wielden, and Carson Roberts. There is a set of those guys, 10 to 12, that 100% will be in the top 10. You may have a couple of guys sneak in. I think Lehman, is that Tom Lehman's kid? It could be his grandkid for all I know. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, at first I thought it was Tom Lehman. I was like, Tom Lehman <laughs> must be like 60. <laughs> but those guys, take your pick if you could afford them. You're going to need to have someone to take a flyer on. Last week it was Joey Galloway. And I don't know if it was the actual wide receiver Galloway. But he did okay. In the 6,000s. The pricing is very rough because Spawn should be 12,000, but like Nick Mason will be 10,8. And then it's a grab bag from there. Let's see. Yeah, Mitchell Carlson, fourth last week. This guy Mitchell be- Carlson will have the most birdies. I, I am going to bet Mitchell Carlson. I'm going to play yes. with- I'm going to 70 to 1. Give me some 10 bucks on him to win, 10 bucks on the each way. I don't like the odds on the Paul brothers, even though they could win. The guy who won last year, he hasn't played a lot this year. That's the only thing going for him as far as I can see. That's Mark Mark Anguiano. The deep threats, Gorbon and uh, Carlson, 100%. There you go. So... Gorbon is 60 to 1. You say Carlson? Mitchell Carlson. 70 to 1. All right. So we That's I mean those crazy. guys those guys have to be like 7200 or something like that. It's absurd odds. I mean, they're not they are not far away from Callum Hill and Callum Hill is what 7 to 1? Yeah. 
Like Cal- Callum yeah. Hill or Dylon, woo, depending on where you look, <laughs> are, the, are the two favorites. Jimmy Gunn can play. I talked to Jimmy Gunn's former caddy. He said that guy has all the skills to play. Um, he hasn't won yet. He'll be in the 10,000s as well. So it's basically... Oh, no, there's no way he'll be in the 10,000s. Like, he's 91 think- max. He's 22 to 1. He's the 12th favorite in this field. But he's like Tony Finau, right? It's just everyone. It's Jimmy Gunland. It's the guns. He's got. If his last name wasn't Gun, would people be all in on him? No. <laughs> like I played this guy Yates last week. He was okay. Yates. Yates. Carson Yates. Yeah, he uh, he stole all the uh, the Super Bowl squares. Colton so Yates. He, so he could get into this tournament, and pay the entry fee. Yeah. <laughs> Col- Colton Yates and Will Bateman were the two hot topics last week. They did not perform because Yannick Paul absolutely dusts everyone. I think Yannick Paul is the best putter on this tour. I can't believe I know this stuff, and it's pretty sad. Yann- well, but I, mean, I do. Both of the Pauls have been like when you constructed DraftKings lineup with these guys. Right. Obviously, we don't know the pricing, but like I don't think that Spawn is going to be the highest priced guy. I would guess it's Wu or Hill. Like, would you? Because I, I honestly, like, it's a legit dice roll with some of these guys who will be in the 6K. Like, do you even try to do that? Or do you try to play as balanced as possible? Well, I think that you're going to – it's not punitive as much to have a guy in the sixes as long as it's not Kim Fontana who was minus 77 points. <laughs> if a guy has all par, he was minus 77. He had – Four quads, I think, Pat. That's good, right? Do you know anyone who played him? Were there people actually talking about him? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, okay. haven't, I haven't really heard many in-depth conversations about the Outlaw Tour. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but a guy in the 8,000s on day one is going to get as many points as a guy in the 10,000s, especially if the Eagle, Slattery, e- Slats, Slattery, he Eagles a lot. Gorbon, again, ton of birdies. Carlson, ton of birdies. If those guys eagle, it's worth every penny, right? So it's, I guess a lot of people won't play the 10,000 guys. And I guess if you want a lineup that is dissimilar, take that. Let's but Spawn see. can shoot 59. Birdie or better. I like this. They've, they've updated the birdie or better streak. So the best birdie to what? from last week, uh, Carlson had a birdie or better streak. Michael Keller, Matt Gerska, and KK, Gerska. KK Limhorst. I almost won two of the 555s last week, but wakey, wakey, DFS had Gerska. Gerska killed me. Gerska can play too. Whatever. What are we talking about? How many people are playing in these 555s? Is it like a lot of people? There's 10 or 20. Okay. Right. But, um, yeah, I would say that for me, Spawn, Mason, Deep Carlson, pop off because she could win three times in a row, or Stahale. Yeah, Stahale. You're not, not going to bet pop off at plus 125, though. It only, even if you double it, it only amplifies it, what, 2x? It's probably not even worth the risk. It's, it's really not. 
Let's just stare at each other. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these names. Jonathan Khan. That's a good name. I can get behind him. Good last name. Who? Jonathan Khan. Khan? Khan. Like Wrath of Khan. <laughs> I never heard of him. I see. There's this field's deep. This is an 84-man field. Holy cow. Like there's like a legit tournament in two weeks. I think it's Scottsdale. His name is Thomas Lehman. <laughs> It's Thomas Lehman's son, for sure. He's 24 years old, lives in Arizona. Of course. So two, I, we, so two weeks you, from now, there's like Streelman, Damon, Spawn. Like, we got guys in that tournament. Can you imagine if Damon doesn't win that? I mean, I could see Streelman winning. Like, Streelman's the best of those guys. I'd love for, like, big dick Nick Mason to just take it down. <laughs> Who else has played well here? Let's see. Uh, guys, no one. No, I have results from last year. The Paul brothers. Yeah, the Paul brothers last year were two and four at this course. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Healy, who was ninth on the Outlaw Tour three weeks ago, was eighth at this tournament last year. Yes, Bailey so, and Healy, two b- birdie makers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add Healy to my list. We um, should do some fades. Let's see. Um, Alistair Dotry was third at this tournament last year. Uh-huh. Brandon Lee was 10th, and so was Zach Smith. Uh-huh. So that, that's all I got. I don't see anyone named Alistair winning. I'm just going to say that. What if this tournament was in Scotland? Alistair will win. Limbasuit, I guess he's from, he's from Thailand. Limbus- he's been playing real Limbasuit, yeah. K.K. Limbasuit. Three sixteenth, second, third is what I'm looking at right here. Yes, and he's been sort of the sh- most short price the last couple of weeks, but he really faded day three last week. So if you want to fade, if you want a big number fade, jump ski off Lamba suit. In fairness, there was only two rounds last week. That's right. He didn't do well round three. Yeah, bad, bad round three. He, he couldn't really put the press on hey, in round three. Hang on. Let me see if that's right, Pat. Let me see. The glass. Yeah, that is right. Sorry. I didn't have my glasses on. This is a very confusing tour. It is. Have you played? You have played it yet. I played, yeah, a, I, pl- I, I played round one last week. Excellent. And then I forgot about it because I didn't win. <laughs> we're, we're sitting here refreshing DraftKings screen. DraftKings.com. Waiting for the pricing. That's not out yet. It's been basically a mirror of the betting odds so far. Okay. So I would guess that that's going to be the order. I don't know what the exact pricing is going to be, but like, unless it's spawn, like I can't imagine Dylon woo, is above $11,000. I guarantee you they put Callum Hill one. Uh, well, you know what? I can probably... I can. Oh, they don't have odds on DraftKings Sportsbook for this. No. They they only have Cactus Tour odds. We may, this may go down as Spawn fourteen to one or anything above ten, as the unless it's canceled by Bavada. The easiest bet in the history of golf. We'll see. We'll see about that. I, I'm curious because what was it? Cheka two week like the first event that he played in didn't win right and then he won the right. next week so maybe there's some like rust to shake off i hope this extra round really plays to spawn's strengths so. but let me ask you this in any pga tour let's say the safeway open 
when Spawn is playing or Chake is playing, same price, who are you taking? Spawn 100%. That, there you go. So I think that now the field may be a little stronger in this one, but I mean, come on. Most power breakers on tour. Alex Chakia. How about that? Yeah, most power breakers last week. Mitchell Carlson, 14 birdies in two days. So Nico Galetti had two eagles. That's the, that's the death punch in showdown. View Outlaw Tour season stats. Okay, here we go. This isn't really telling me much. I want to find eagles. Total eagles. Eagles per hole. Here we go. Alex. Slats. Alex, oh, he only played one round. He had yeah. two, he had two, I wonder if Alex Lobeck is in this field. He had two Eagles he's not. in one round. It's pretty good. Slattery can Eagle. He's in, he's kind of streaky, but Slates can Eagle. He'll be, he may be 80, low eights. All right, Groundland. Do you know about this Groundland guy? He's not playing, is he? No, he's not. No. I'm just trying to find guys who have more than like one round. Um... Galetti and Mason are going to be the Eagle Chiefs. Galetti and Mason. A couple of nines, a few eights, a seven, and a six. And some Eagles. And and just pray for for birdie free rounds and a a couple of Eagles. Yeah. Okay. So here's a guy, and he's playing this week. He's sixth on the Outlaw Tour in Eagles per round. He's played five rounds. He has four Eagles. Daniel Meyernickski. Never heard of him. Meyernicki. Daniel Meyernicki. Has he? I don't think he's Daniel Meyernicki. He hasn't played since the like the reboot happened of the Outlaw Tour, but he, he played he, earlier in the year. He missed a lot where, of cuts. Where, he, he missed cuts on this tour or other tours. That idea, I, that I cannot confirm. I see a lot of MC. I'm looking at Mike Miller sheets, and it's just a lot of MCs next to his name. <laughs> yes, Callum Hill. In first, in terms of golf rankings, I think he is. Higher than Spawn? Uh, yes, he's like more than double what Spawn is, I think. But really, the class of the field is Hill, Wu, JJ Spawn. Are you getting your information here from smartgolfbets.com? I was, yes. By the way, excellent. Um, yeah. Let's see. Spawn is currently 325th in the world, and Hill is 136th. Who's Steve Alker? Hardly know. From New Zealand. Steve wow. Alker. Is He's it, from New Zealand. Is, is it E-L or A-L? A-L-K-E-R. Steve Alker. Steve, he's 60-51 in the world. He plays in the Corn Ferry. He, and he's in this field? Yes. He's top 25 on yes. a Corn Ferry tournament in Bahamas at Abaco. There you go. There's your sneaky pick. Steven Alker is 48 years old. In four Corn Ferry starts this year, T-34, T-23, miscut, miscut. Bro, that's he's thirty four to one right now. It's thirty four to one. Where is Elker here? I like how we're, yeah, yeah thirty three. I see thirty three, but yeah, hmm, Elker. I'm gonna throw him on the sheet too. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna. I wish I knew who like Ollie Roberts was. Where's Ollie Schneider, Jans? Why isn't he playing? I don't know why some guys wouldn't just because they all live in Arizona, just use it to fine tune their game. I mean, they could um, be like, I don't want to get COVID. So I don't want to play. Or it's, does it diminish your brand somewhat by playing? Um, I don't think spawn would go out there if he didn't think that he could win. Yeah. And he should. Cause if he doesn't, it's, 
I mean, he's very good. Where, where, where's Smiley Kaufman in all this? Nope. Get Smiley out there. Start winning. Mm. Some, get, get your confidence back on track. Win some events. They added those three tournaments prior to Colonial. By the way, sounding of ice chewing on a podcast deep into a mic sounds great. Top notch. You're, you're a regular pro. The uh, three tournaments that they've added prior to Colonial, do you think that some of these PGA pros just say, hey, let me get some swings in? I think legitimate PGA pros who are like... Like John Rom? Yeah, Can like, you imagine John Rom? That'd be amazing. I'd bet John Rom. What would he be, like minus 1,000? A thousand? Minus 10. I mean, it would be off the board. It'd be Joe Burrow number one stuff. By the way, I gave you max bets for the NFL. I text you on Thursday for my Wiley's max bet guarantees. I I, I faded the max bets, fortunately. (laughs) (laughs) You kindly said, yeah, I think I'll not do that. (laughs) Well, hopefully, hopefully more people sided with me than sided with you on that one. Are you pumped for your Bengals at least? I don't care. Who you know cares? what? If they're good, you'll care. Will I? Yeah, you will. If Burrow is I awesome, guess. if Burrow is like Lamar, I know he's not like Lamar, but if all of a sudden, like next year, he's he's an <laughs> MVP candidate, you're going to be fired up. Do you know that the odds of the selecting Burrow number one overall were what minus twenty thousand? I think it closed at minus ten thousand. Deep inside my history with the Bengals, there was a side of me that believed that they could go with the third round safety first overall. <laughs> and that wasn't even, even a, not a remote possibility, but whatever. Colton. Hey West. Pat, are we going to do something in studio in uh, the, in the summer? If we're allowed to have people in studio. Yeah. And you're back up. Okay. Here. All right, let me write that down. You can come see my fancy studio. Nice. And what's your address again at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to throw throw the link to the pin. You can just drop it. You can find out not only where my studio is, where my house is. It'll all be fine. I got to draw you away from cottage country, though. Every time you come back up, you're just in Muskoka, just just chilling and relaxing. Three years in a row, I'm like, yeah, I'll be down there Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And I never go. Yeah, then you realize you don't want to come into the city, because why would you? It's a haul going into Toronto. Especially when there's traffic. There's no traffic anymore. Is it crazy? It's nuts. What are we doing? I don't know. Are you leading the protests outside your governor's mansion? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. You're not demanding a haircut so badly you're protesting? I've been cutting my own hair and I'm doing just fine. What I've realized is, haven't you realized that there's a lot of luxuries? Yeah, you'd like them back, but really... Did you need them? I mean, did we need to go out for dinner every night? No. Maybe. I don't know. You've got two young kids at home or one young kid. You're probably going nuts. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about to be two young kids. That's driving me even more mental right now. When is it due? Three weeks. Are you having it at the condo? Yeah. We're going into the COVID-free hospital. Wow. Yeah. Is it a boy or a girl? Boy. Two boys. It's going to be 15 months apart. It's going to be nuts. If JJ spawns win, can you name it JJ Mayo? No, I'm going to pass on that. 
Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe John Mayo. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? You do you think Colonial is going to happen? Yes, I think it will too. I think it'll happen. It'd be interesting to see the players' response as to who actually. It's a great tournament. We know that. It's a great course. I think the PGA is one is one professional league that can handle some distancing. Um, I think the I think the energy for golf being first back will only do great things for golf. Yeah, I think there are some players who are not like I don't think Rory's going to play for a while. Like PGA Championship would be probably the first I think you see Rory if he goes to that. Let me ask you this. The Masters being played in November, and I should have done the research. I guess it just I guess the I guess the rankings just end at the same part of the end of the year, but what what tournaments won count towards you getting into the Masters in April of 2021? Is it the ones before it? Or do those get you into 2020? It's odd, right? No, they 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 closed everything at the end of March like they normally would have for the Masters. Okay. So the field for November is set. So anything mm-hmm. that you do now counts towards 2021 Masters. Oh, okay. Let me put my glasses on. I, I knew that. Yep, I knew yep, that. Yeah. So there was, the, there was the final four who got in. Like McDowell got in. Morikawa got in. Scheffler right. got in. And someone else got in. But Fun stuff. I believe Hovland is not in. We should do this for every Outlaw Tour event until June. You mean uh, me trying to figure out where to find stats on this site and be like, oh, what about this guy? Is he playing? That, that breakdown? Yeah, really, this breakdown for everyone has been completely not helpful because they could just go to the website and sort by most birdies. But And now that like we've talked about the people that we're probably going to play, then... I assume that people aren't doing like anyone who does like their own independent research from this is going to have a huge leg up because if anyone watches this and they play a tournament, they're just going to use the names that we threw out. Like we're going to use. So like 80% of us are all going to have the same guys. Just go another route and you'll probably win. Here's the advantage for me is that no one plays who I play. (laughs) So you're saying you're not even touting the people that you're playing. No. If I, if I tout guys, Everyone just plays the opposite of what I did because my history has been so shit until recently. So I have that advantage, Pat. No one thinks I'm going to win. Would you? But I tell you what, if Mitchell Carlson wins, microphone this way, we're, we, we're going to be in, in absolute rarefied air. Maybe I'll have to. You know what? I'm not, not only, I'm going to, I bet Mitch Carlson already, but I'm going to, I'm going to double down. I'm going to double down here. I'm going to double with your girl, Luis. I'm going to go. Let's see here. Mitch Carlson, Luis, shall, shall, whatever. Yes. It pays 780 to one. There you go. $10. If they both win, $7,800, $7,810. I'll get back. Put 1500 bucks on that. Make a million dollars. And there you go. Then you'll never hear from me again. Never. Ever. That's tax-free money up here, pal. A million U.S. in Canada? Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. 1.4 mil tax-free? <laughs> yeah. See you, you and J.J. Mayo. Yeah, that's not. That's never going to happen. 
All right, man. You got anything else? Was there anything else on your list you want to hit on? Let's see. DFS open, blame them for COVID, done that. Uh, Felix Gray plug for both of us for sponsorship. We've done that. Is that going to interfere with any of your sponsors? This is me. Well, well, they're not technically a sponsor. So I'm not, I I think if I was getting money from them, then it would be a problem. But since I'm not, it can't be. No, if you're getting money from like lens crafters, that would suck. Yeah, I'm not. Like I said, my my eyes are too good. Sometimes like people come to me with advertising, like I can't actually advertise that. These are, these aren't real, man. I'm, I'm 15, what, 2015. I can see through time. These just, these just block the blueness, right? No one's believing. What do you got? Migraine problems? I got nothing. It's just, it's just I bought them because Dave Portnoy was selling them. So advertising works, is what you're saying. It worked. I never put, I never put you on a big stoolie, by the way. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. But I do respect what he's built, and uh, I do respect that he's holding that content together and losing 1.25 million shorting stocks when things are going the other way. Um. And I do think that you, your kids may not be old enough, but I'm just, I'm just very upset that I didn't think of it. The, the number one thing they look at on YouTube is unboxing of stuff. It could matter. They could look at it for hours, just people unboxing toys, right? Mm-hmm. He took that concept, whether intentionally or not, and applied it to his apartment opening stuff that brands sent him. And I just thought that was clever. Yeah, Paul's, now, been, Paul's been watching it. I mean, when there's nothing else to watch, you got to appreciate that he's holding it together. And then I saw these Felix Grays and I'm like, yeah, those look good. Maybe they'll sponsor this show with me and Pat. It could happen. Like crazier things have actually happened with the outlaw tours, live streaming golf. And we're watching it. Crazier things have happened than us getting a sponsor. Yeah, we'll get it. If anyone wants a sponsor, just just talk to me, talk talk to Matt, talk to me. we, We got room here on the schedule to sponsor things for advertising at least i can work it in organically too like when i ask jeff hey is this a product you'll use and he'll be like fuck no and then yeah hang on hang on one second i'm just gonna take a glass sip of my red bull sugar-free oh sugar-free got the zero cal going it gives you wings pat i do i do enjoy my side i had a red bull the other night when i was doing the live nfl draft show is there anything like the taste of red bull I don't know. I, usually, I just usually pound black coffee, but that's me. Yeah. Red Bull, even sugar-free. It's just, I, I'm too hyped up. I don't need liquid cocaine at all times. <laughs> I used to drink vodka and Red Bull, Pat. It was a really tough part of my life. That would get you fired up. That would keep you going all night. Right. It's like, uh, I remember when I, like, when I turned... In Canada, when you turn 19, you can start drinking. So when I would go in college, it would be a lot of like Jagger in Red Bull, and that was disastrous. Jagger Red Bull? Um, yes. What do they call that? Jagger bombs. Jagger bombs. That's right. <laughs> what am I, a fucking idiot? Hey, when you're 19, you don't know any better. You're just pumped to be. You're pumped to be out. Goldschlager, Jagger bombs. You do shot of Crown Royal sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't really drink hard liquor. Ugh. Vodka is the only hard liquor I really drink. Just because when I was younger and would drink hard liquor, I was like a garbage person, so I just stopped drinking it. Like a garbage human being. Yeah, yeah. It turns you into a garbage human being. Yeah, that's a fact. So it just I'll, I'll have like vodka water if I'm going to drink any sort of hard liquor. But Red Bull and soda. 
is an all-time great. Red Bull and soda with vodka or just Red Bull and no, just, soda mixed together? Yeah, I don't, Pepsi and Red Bull. <laughs> I don't drink anymore. Just Red Bull and – no, soda. Do you still call soda like Coke up there? It, I think it's I think it's very regional depending on where you are. Like some people call it soda. Some people call it pop. Some people just call it by the brand name. Do I have to say – I forget because it's been so while, long since I've actually lived in Canada. But club soda, right? You know what that is. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Not a huge fan of club soda. But I think that's basically what like white claws are, aren't they? Uh yeah, I think it's I think it's one of my biggest regrets is that I was I was I can't tell the story. I I, I was gonna tell the story. I can't tell the story. All right, well Pat I've we'll, gotta, I, we'll pass on the story. <laughs> I gotta finally vet it first before I release this information. But maybe for the next podcast, once I write it down, my thoughts. See, if I was drinking vodka and club soda and Red Bull, I would spill all the beans. Yeah, see, that's the problem, right? Right. <laughs> all right. You know I, what? What? I hate. I hate Jeff so much. Oh, Jeff knows too. He knows. Oh, come on. He knows. I do not hate Jeff. I just texted him that when you were just very close to the camera. I texted him Wiley. Well, I, here's the thing. I love Jeff. I gave him my max bets Thursday. I am like, and by the way, I said Patrick Queen over two, 24 and a half pick, and that was right. You were correct on that. The Justin Herbert being traded to the number three pick, that didn't turn out to be right. Well, anyway, I text Pat, Jeff, <laughs> the same Max bets, and all he wrote back was question mark. <laughs> and I thought, how rude. But then I realized he did his periscope an hour later, and he was gone. Plus, it was his night, right? This Chargers night. Yeah, and then it very quickly got away from him, I think. Right. Plus, I told him that Herbert, which I realize now, was going to the Lions. <laughs> I, thought, I thought your whole point was that the Lions were going to trade the pick to someone, then that team was going to pick Herbert. I Google, I Twitter searched the word Herbert and some yackle said that Herbert was going to be traded to the Jaguars and that's all it needed for me to max bet. Yeah, that's what you sent me. I was like, I don't know who this person is that you're believing. I thought, I you, had, I, I thought you had legit inside info. <laughs> no, I never do. You talk to your friend, like, I don't know, you know all like the horse guys. Be like, oh, the horse guy, he knows the agent of this guy, he knows this. No, it was just some like Twitter. It's all a sham. Followers. This is all a sham, Pat. You know it. <laughs> how uh, how pissed how pissed were you about that uh, no Kentucky Derby? Um, it's disappointing. It'll come back in September, I think. I, I, listen, just the lineup of spring Augusta Derby is something you look forward to in the you know the doldrums of winter. So the whole thing was disappointing. 2020 sucks. It just is the shittiest year. So, I mean, how much more disappointing can it get? Yeah. Could you, like, is the the golf stream still running horse races? Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, there were they were a few weeks ago. Yeah, and why? I mean, they had... They did the Florida Turby virtually. Yeah, and they had the jockey who tested positive for coronavirus, and they still held it anyway, so I don't see why they'd stop now. Yeah. All right. We need golf back. Yeah, we do. We need sports back, man. MMA is going to be the first one back. What happened there? Um, All of a sudden, Dana White stopped 
They said, nah, let's not do it. I feel like the, because they were going to have it on like native land in California. And I think the governor of California phoned Disney, who owns ESPN, which has the rights to UFC. And we're like, nah, put the kibosh on this. I think that that's sense. what happened. I, that, that would be like the logic trail that I would follow. That's why he needs to go to Spider Skull Island so we can have his fights there. It'd be like blood sport. Is that a real thing? Apparently, they've bought a private island. Like the one that they're doing first is in Jacksonville, so that that yeah, same thing. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen at this point. But I guess if you want like international fighters, you need to have a place where because the U.S. isn't letting anyone in, are they? Uh, I think only essential travel. Yeah, so I don't know if that would be considered essential travel. Can I get back into Canada, by the way, I as a citizen? Yeah, I think as a citizen you can, but I think as like an if you were just American, Traveling. I don't think that you could get in unless it was like for essential travel. The same way that like I can't go to the states right now. Wow. Okay. Good to know. And I think like Trump tried to reopen it. I think, but then Trudeau was like, "Nah, it's not going to happen." I think that we'll keep the border closed longer than you guys would. That would be my read on it right now. Probably. Very cautious up here. Yeah. I'll be up there. And I promise this year, I promise, if we can, I want to do something in studio with you. If the laws allow it, we will do something in studio. Let's do that, Pat. All right. I mean, next time uh, that I'm talking golf might be back when I'm from back from paternity leave for the colonial. No, no, no. We're doing this every week. Outlaw well, tour. You well, and me, buddy. Well, I'm going to be like legit, like not working for three weeks. So you want me to take over your show? You might have to. I was going to get Jeff to do it, but I don't know. The P in Pat is easily changed to an M. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to pre-record some stuff. I, I'll have shows every day. It just won't be about the outlaw tour. Okay. All right. Who do you got for Augusta, by the way, now that it's in November? Webb Simpson. <laughs> You got to go Bryson, man. Bryson's going to win the Masters. Okay. I genuinely think, as much as it pains me to say this, but I think that Patrick Reed could win again. Yeah, I think he could win. I, how, how do you think this changes everything in terms of the course? Because, like, some people are like, nothing's going to change. But, I mean, it's a completely different season. I mean, it's six months after. Like, presumably, well, like, I went and looked at, like, the average temperature from, like, early April to – when it's going to be held in November. Like, it's not cold in Georgia in November, but it could be cold. You know what I mean? Like, how it could be cold at the Masters, but generally it is not. It won't be, like, freezing in Georgia in November, but there's the chance that it could be pretty cold. I think they're going to try to make the course as similar to April as possible in terms of speed. That would be my guess. You can't control the weather. Golfers generally don't like playing in cold weather and that changes a lot of things. Uh, I just think that Patrick Reed and his short game and hearing Brooks Kepka say that and Tiger Woods when they were playing with him that he perhaps has the best short game in the world. I just think that plus he plays with this enormous chip on his shoulder Everything's going to change because no one's really in season at that point. Maybe they are. I don't know. But something tells us that Patrick Reed can just come in and steal it again. My thought. Yeah, I, I was when I first uh, – Jeff and I actually have a show banked 
about us talking about the potential of it being we recorded like a month ago i've just kind of been sitting on it in case i need a show uh where we kind of recap everything we talk about the masters a little bit and at the time i didn't realize like colonial would be coming back i just assumed the pga championship if that even happened would be the first time we get tours back so it really wouldn't apply but i do think that bryson comes out of the gate hot I think him and Sungjae are going to be primed and ready to go. Well, everyone's kind of knocking off rust. Uh, yeah, I. Well, in terms of just actual tour. Yeah, just in terms play? of like the because like, I thought yeah. I thought there was a chance that PGA that like Harding Park could be the first time we see anyone, and if that right. was the case, I'd be like, just give me the guys who I know that have been. I know that Working they've been out. grinding every single day. Like there's just yeah, I see videos of Sungjae every day. He's playing like seventy two holes a day. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. Uh, I, I don't know what is going on with the Bryson weight experiment. I just know that likely will not end great. Really? I think it goes the other way. Like he's already figured out the driving part of it. He just needs to figure out the iron part of it now. But do you know how hard it is to maintain 200 and maintain 270 280 pounds which will, is his target i will say that the in, only, into the, your 30s and 40s the, the, dude the, the only people that i know that have successfully pulled something like that off are the big show <laughs> no like i i, I have oh. a friend i have a friend he's 6'4 he weighs like 265 he did bodybuilding then he leaned down but then he got big again and that's what he maintains he's in really good shape and he doesn't do steroids or anything like that. He did do steroids, but he doesn't now. So in order to maintain that, like he has a very strict diet that he adheres to every single day. He has a workout regimen that he has to do five times a week. And it's just, it's all in a big like binder. It's in a notepad and he just puts checks by. Like that sounds like something Bryson would have. Like here's exactly what I need to eat to maintain. Here's exactly how I have to work out to maintain. And I figure like he has the discipline to do it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It might not be something that he maintains until he's 35, but he doesn't need to. If he can maintain it for like three years, uh, it, it it is a striking advantage how well he has done off the tee since he has bulked up. If the rest of his game can kind of catch up back to where it was. And he's a pretty streaky player to begin with. But the fact that he's like outgaining Rory off the tee is shocking. Yeah, there's no doubt that he is. He's very good. I think he means well. I love Bryson, by the way. Like, he's my guy. Yeah. I don't think he's – I don't think he's a – I think he's a, probably a really nice guy. I think he's just different, and I think he's just trying something different. Results to be seen. Yeah. Like I, said, I think that the off-the-tee stuff has clearly worked so far. Um, and I think this break is good for him. It's like it's going to be – this break has to be good for Spieth, doesn't it? It's a good question. I think I think a reset mentally and a break perhaps will help him. But I don't know I don't know if the world of golf burrs have just gotten so good over the last few years that he just his game just can't compete with them anymore. Um well, for years, Jeff and I used to compare Reed and Spieth together because their games are relatively similar. Like, they, Patrick Reed has the best short game in the world. Spieth isn't far behind. He has an excellent short game. And he has yes. that nuclear putter that can go off. It's just he lost the ability to drive the golf ball. 
Like if he can figure that out again, like Patrick Reed's still not a great driver of the golf ball, but he's like good. If Spieth can just be good or average, then all of a sudden I think he can win some tournaments. But he also lost his ability around the green somewhat. And I recall, I think it was the waste management when he had a chip on 18 just to get it close up and down to make the cut. Um, and then he also missed the putt. His, I think he's number one or two in putts from an average distance of over 20 feet. I think he's near last in putts. Is it three feet or three to five feet or within five feet? That would seem like more of a yips type of thing, though. That's why I think a break would help. Yeah, I thought the caddy thing, the caddy situation would be part of the resolution. I just felt like his caddy, if you've seen any biographies on him, uh, is one of the nicest humans on earth. But I think that maybe deep down they both understand they need a break. And that's just speculation. I don't have any information leading me to that conclusion. But Greller and him have won so much together. And I just feel like sometimes those switches need to happen in order to get a mental reset. Um, I don't know. I, see, I'm not a Spieth hater. I think he is great for the game. I think he is... I think there's been a lot of distractions for him since he, you know, he ascended to one of the best players in the world winning so early. I think that put a lot of distraction on him as a brand and the face for the PGA because Tiger, you know, was not for a period and they they replaced him quickly with Spieth. And I just felt like while other people were working on their games, you know, he's doing all these ad interstitials all the time working with sponsors and brands and being an advocate for the game as he does so well, that it perhaps just took away from him, you know, maintaining his, his greatness or being at ease. But there's also a, when you start playing much like you saw Justin Thomas win a hundred times in his first couple of years, like there's an ease to it, right? There's, you got nothing to lose. Uh, you know, Sun Jayim, I mean, look at the, I mean, who cares? What, what do you, you haven't won yet. So just go out and play every week. And no one really knows who you are. And now Spieth is trying to get back to that level. Is he chasing his tail a little bit? I don't know. I want Spieth to be good. Good Spieth is good for golf. Yeah. On the record. Good good Spieth is good for golf. And it's always fun to have, because like the betting and DraftKings player community, anyone who just looks at like stats for golf would see Spieth as the ultimate outlier, but it's always fun to inject that guy who kind of like breaks all the trends of what you actually want to see. Get into the, it's like the teams in football that run the ball a bunch, but actually are successful doing it. Then no one can figure out why they're doing well. People bet against them every week. But they win anyway. Spieth has become that guy for golf. Ricky Fowler too, I think from a absolute, like a Bubba Watson, just a natural at the game. I just think that Ricky Fowler should be so much better than he is. You want Ricky to be better than he is. He's so good at everything. I would take his putter with Tiger over virtually anyone. His short game. It's just those major mistakes that derail him at critical times because he's so aggressive. He's one of the most accurate drivers on tour. He's not exceptionally long, but he's not short. And he... He's just so clutch. I mean, not 
that I just contradict myself. He makes a lot of birdies and he can be really streaky. He's Phil. I, he, he's Phil before Phil won the Masters. That might be a good com- comparison. And when Phil cleaned up all those mistakes that he used to make, the mental gaffes or the double bogeys and triple bogeys, because of the aggressive lines that he would always try to take in his style of play, all of a sudden, I mean, Ricky's never going to have the career Phil had because Phil was still winning a bunch during that time, and Ricky has so few wins. But it wouldn't be shot. Like, I would see Ricky, like, to me, I know he's into his 30s now, but like by the time he's 40, you could look at him and see, like, oh, he went the Mickelson way or he goes the Sergio way. I think he gets one eventually, but he's just a guy that we remember for being better than he was, but he'll have a major, and he was very popular because he broke onto the scene so early. He wore all the stuff, and we always knew the talent. It just never came to fruition. There aren't many guys that you would take when you know that he's going to go on a run for birdies more than Ricky. You know when he's locked in. Sure, but I mean, you can say this, you can say kind of the same thing about Finau. That guy makes birdies at tough courses, and then he just makes like a triple. He te- he makes he makes good scores at at tough courses is right, and he does really well at the Masters and U.S. Opens. Tommy Fleetwood, another one. Yeah, Fleetwood Fleetwood can go nuclear kind of any time, but. I, I just, Fleetwood is just a victim of one bad round every tournament. Like he has three good rounds and then like one round where everyone's shooting 65 and he's like 74 for some reason. I don't get it. That's the big difference, man. Louie, Tony, Ricky. Casey. <laughs> Casey. Casey's good. Casey's very good. They're all good. Yeah. They're, yeah. I mean, they're all good. But people forget Casey's what, 42, I think? Casey's 42. Yeah, like he's a lot older than I think people give him, like, realize. But he can actually carry 270 pounds. He's built like a shithouse. Yeah, he was a bodybuilder, right? Yeah. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was. You're making that shit up. No, I'm pretty sure he was a bodybuilder in, like, the like early 2000s. Paul Casey Bodybuilder. Like <laughs> that is... I feel like that's why he has those, like, Popeye arms. No. Well, he's a part of this uh, Bleacher Report article of the 10 most jacked golfers on the PGA Tour from 2001. For 2001? Or for 2011, sorry. Tiger, Paul Casey. Uh, yes, Dustin Adam, Johnson. Adam Scott. Y.E. Yang. Really? Camillo Vajagas. Yes. This has K.J. Choi on it, but I, I would never have... <laughs> He's more like brick shithousey. Like he's just sort of like a, a tank. I don't know if I would call him like jacked. Adam yeah. Scott not on this list. Lee Westwood is on this list. What a weird list. Pat Perez. <laughs> Pat Perez. I don't. I don't know about this now. Anyway, powerlifting is what. No, that's Pat Casey. Sorry. Anyway, maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> Feel like we've gone off the rails here. We've gone for an hour though. That's fun. Pat Casey is the most jacked power lifter in 2011. Also, Will the Thrill McKenzie was on that list. Remember him? Yes, I, I do remember Will McKenzie. I believe he's still uh, like kicking around in like qualifiers. Yeah. Something happened with Will McKenzie and his wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, oh, another story. 
<laughs> that I will document and finally vet before I go on air with it. So bet recap for all of this. We're going spawn 14. I got him at 12 to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who was the other guy? Mitch Carlson, 70 to one. Bingo. And then, Bang. and then we bet, what was the girl's name? Louise, what? Stahale. Stahale at 16, 14, 12, at, 11. At, at 14 to one and play doubles with both of them. That'll be the, the allocation of funds. This yes. Week. Mason, Mason, Carlson. <whistles> spawn. All Facts. Right. Let's do it. Did you want to go this long? Or did we have this fun or did I just drag it out too long? Yeah, it was probably dragged out too long. That doesn't mean I didn't okay. have fun. But who cares, right? Yeah, it's a fucking podcast. People can turn it off if they want. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, man. Be well. Until next time. Exactly. I'm Pat Mayo, by the way. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the PME. If you retweet the show, you can be in a draw for an Outlaw Tour hoodie. Once they finally make them, that should be sometime this week. I'll talk to the door and maybe we can get those shipped out in two weeks time. But hey, retweet this show around. Uh, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me who you think is going to win this week on the Outlaw Tour. That's for a draw for 20 DK bucks. You want to get into a draw for 100 DraftKings dollars. Sub to the show. Leave a five-star review. DraftKings handle. Something you like about the Pat Mayo experience. And even Golflandia as well. You go over there and rate it five stars too. Leave your DraftKings handle and boom. You'll be in that draw for 100 DK bucks. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll announce the winner soon. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo experience! Experience!